A random encounter at a broadcasting facility. A shared interest and love of all things Marvel. Excelsior! A misinterpreted program title. And behold, a podcast is born. Peter Melnick. Podcaster and comic book enthusiast. And Eddie Wilson! Upstate New York radio announcer still with an inordinate amount of catching up to do. Peter, what are you doing? Here we go with a new episode of The Marvelists. What's your name, lady? Rushman, Natalie Rushman. Romanov, Natalia Alianovna. I want you to meet Agent Romanov. Hi. Hi, this is Natasha Scarlett on Instagram at red.in.her.ledger. And I'm making a cosplay connection with Eddie Wilson on The Marvelists. Some kind of recording. I want one. No. Natasha, come on! Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Cosplay Connection. It's Eddie Wilson. Wow, I didn't see that coming. This is a cosplayer that a brief meeting turned into three years later, this conversation. She is (laughs) Natasha Scarlett. Welcome, and thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited to do this. Thanks for inviting me to participate. You're welcome. And March being Women's History Month, it seemed appropriate. So we're recording on Friday night, March 4th. Let's start off with catching up from the first brief encounter and then realizing through, I guess, Instagram, that's where you mostly found, I think. That is where I'm most active these days. I dialed back a lot on my Facebook. I found I was getting a little too immersed in it. I like Instagram because I like the idea of storytelling through pictures, so that's where the majority of my content is. Well, our story begins at the 2019 Garden State Comic Fest in Morristown, New Jersey. I think it was the Sunday, and I was done for the day, for the weekend, and I see yourself in your Black Widow cosplay, and another also in a Black Widow, and I said, well, I don't remember seeing these two before. I'm pulling over the car, and I'm getting out for a few (laughs) pictures on my phone, and that's how it started. I remember that. That was a great show, actually. I was so glad I went. In retrospect, I was on the fence, and then I remember thinking, wow, I'm glad I did this. It was a really fun show. I got to see a lot of people that I knew. I got to hang out with my friend who was that other Black Widow, and it was great to meet you, of course. Well, either that or you're like, who's this guy pulling over and getting out of his car and coming towards us? <laughs> You'd be surprised, actually. <laughs> was this now the 2019 Garden State Comic Fest, the first you had been to any shows? Oh, goodness, No. I've been going to comic conventions since 2010. And where did it start for you with the shows and getting into this to begin with? I don't think my origin story is too different from so many other cosplayers in so far as Halloween is my favorite holiday. It's always been my favorite holiday. I loved playing pretend and, you know, making up fantastic stories in my head. And I still love doing those things. I have a distinct memory of when I was about five or six of drawing Princess Zelda's bow and arrow on a piece of paper, gluing it to cardboard, cutting them out so they would be stiff, and stapling a rubber band to the bow for the bowstring. (laughs) And as I grew, I still loved doing it. I had no less affection for these fantastic stories and these magical worlds. And I kept wondering why my peers didn't want to play pretend anymore. And then when I found cosplay... I realized there were people that still wanted to make magic. So I wasn't sure how actually to break into that world. I I have a little bit of social anxiety. So I decided in 2010 to volunteer at New York Comic Con so I could get the lay of the land and see what it was like and decide if it was a 
thing I wanted to take the plunge doing. The rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> I had a great time volunteering at the con. I got to do so many cool things. Met a couple of celebrities, guarded a few doors. I got to work a little fashion show. And they said to my best friend, who cosplays with me, next year we're going. And we went in 2011 for the Saturday. And we had an amazing time. We cosplayed. And that year we said, you know what? We're going for all three days next year. Because back then, Comic-Con was only three days long. And we haven't missed a single New York Comic-Con since, barring 2020 for the obvious reason. Let me back up a second before I forget. With volunteering for the 2010 New York Comic-Con, was there a degree of social anxiety in there as well? Were you breaking new ground? I was terrified because I didn't know anyone else who was doing it. I was terrified even going to the introductory meeting (laughs) because I can be shy when I'm not in costume. I'm not shy at all when I'm in costume, but when I'm not in costume, I can be shy. I didn't have a, a friend with me to kind of hold my hand, and I definitely didn't have anyone with me when I would show up every day to volunteer, but everyone was so nice and so welcoming that it was a big step for me, and I was very proud of myself. But now, I just think sometimes, imagine if I had chickened out everything I would have missed out on. Quite possibly, yeah, or just a different kind of a delayed path to go. You can only speculate. That's an excellent way to put it, actually. So, Zelda to Black Widow, anything in between? (laughs) And, of course, why that character? I hate to use the words strong female character because I really feel like that term has been hijacked and co-opted and now it's put in quotation marks as strong female character. But I have always been drawn to to fighters, to warrior women, not because they are super warlike or because they're so aggressive, but because they're not afraid to stand up for themselves or what's right. I mean, I am partial to redheaded characters being a redhead myself. My first New York Comic Con cosplay actually was Claire Redfield from Resident Evil, and it was almost a closet cosplay except for my vest, which I had custom embroidered for the event. So even back then, I was super extra <laughs> when it came to my my costumes. And I really got involved. My first Black Widow suit, if you can believe it, I bought in 2012 when the Avengers movie came out 10 years ago. And I was so excited to be Black Widow. We had my friend and I, who uh, cosplays with me at a lot of cons, including New York Comic Con, we had won a prize to be on a parade float <laughs> from a club that no longer exists. It's called Culture Club. It used to be on Derrick Street. Sadly, it is no more. But we had won a prize to be on this uh, parade float in the Halloween parade in the village. And the parade was canceled due to inclement weather. So I put the suit away, fully intending to wear it down the road. Then I sort of got derailed on Black Widow in particular because I had a lot of body image issues back then. And I was afraid to put myself out there as this confident character who has no reservations about herself or her body or what people think of her. And I kind of didn't feel worthy to wear the costume when I couldn't embody the things about the character that I loved so much. It took until... 2018 for me to finally put that suit on and I'm so glad I did because it was almost like finding my power along the way I had a ton of fun cosplaying other characters though my first experience with the cosplay community at large was actually through G.I. Joe cosplay I cosplay Scarlett O'Hara from G.I. Joe 
And I went to New York Comic Con in that costume and I didn't realize there was such a thing as cosplay clubs. But The Finest, a G.I. Joe costume club, actually saw me and recruited me. And I've had great fun with them doing charity work for the USO, for Canines for Warriors. We still do a drive for Canines every single year. They're a great charity. We've gotten to do shoots on the USS Yorktown. So I've had a ton of fun doing that. I have also been known to cosplay Peggy Carter, which I love Peggy. She's amazing. Like Natasha, she's saved my life, kind of like all my original Avengers. One of the coolest things I got to do as Peggy was... I got to do a panel at San Diego Comic-Con with Jessica Sang, a comic book historian who is a lovely human being, and Gabriella, the CEO of Besame Cosmetics and the founder. So they were talking about the makeup that they had done on the Agent Carter TV show, and meeting all of them through that panel, I got to moderate Besame's official panel at New York Comic-Con dressed as Peggy, and that's probably one of the coolest, if not the coolest thing I've ever gotten to do cosplay that was so much fun <laughs> that is really really cool that saves me the question probably about maybe the best cosplay experience that you had but choosing the black widow as a strong female character i understand that and that just proves that there are more than just wonder woman to aspire to not knocking ww there but there's others out there what i feel like i need to mention what was so important about me finally putting on the black widow suit is that it wasn't that I suddenly became super physically fit or something changed and I felt differently. It was more, it sounds cliche, but it was more that I realized I could have done it all along, no matter how I look, no matter what people think. It didn't have anything to do with my physical appearance, whether I was worthy to wear that costume or not. It's that I love this character so very much. And that in itself is the reason to put on the costume. Which version was the first one of Black Widow, and where have we gone from there? The first version I ever did was the look that Scarlett Johansson wore in the Avengers 2012 movie, and that is probably one of my two favorites, the other favorite being the look from Captain America, The Winter Soldier. It's probably because I have such affection for those films. I can still remember how I felt watching that story unfold on the big screen when I had grown up reading about these characters and following their adventures in comics to see so many people get excited about these stories and these characters that I loved, even if they didn't read comics when they were little, even if this was their first introduction to these characters and these stories, I felt this, I don't know, bond with all these strangers and seeing on that screen, the Avengers will return post credits. I, I will never forget how I felt. So I had a very deep affection for the Avengers 2012 costume in particular. That is why that's the first one I chose. Well, let's cross over now to the comic book aspect of it. And where does that start for you, getting into comic books? Oh, gosh. Um, I had a friend in grade school who was a huge fan of the X-Men. And he talked about going to a local comic shop in my very small neighborhood where we were living. And I didn't know we had a comic shop. <laughs> so I, I would go over his house and read his X-Men comics and at the time, there were uh, some tie-in games like X-Men on the Sega Genesis. We had Captain America and the Avengers on the Super Nintendo. And I wanted to know more because I thought this was so cool. It reminded me of being little and carrying that cardboard Princess Zelda bow 
and I wanted to just experience more of it. So I went to the comic shop and once I started looking through the comics, I found all of these characters that I wanted to know more about. So I've read comics since I was, I don't know, seven or eight. And so it was X-Men to start with and where did it go from there, if you can recall? Well, because I started with Marvel, I am a Marvel girl. (laughs) So yeah, I started with X-Men. I started with Captain America. From Captain America, I kind of branched out into more of the Avengers comics. I love that there was a Hawkeye series out now because I have loved Hawkeye forever, (laughs) especially because Hawkeye and Black Widow, you know, they made their introduction into the Marvel comics together as villains, which I don't know if everybody knows that, but they were originally the bad guys. Yes. And I loved that, too. I loved seeing their journey over to the side of S.H.I.E.L.D. to the side of the Avengers. I mean, I loved that. Black Widow and Daredevil were fighting together. One of my favorite comics, actually, is a comic where Hawkeye shows up at Black Widow's apartment to try to win her back from Daredevil. Daredevil and Hawkeye have a fist fight, and all Natasha is concerned about is that they are breaking her things. She throws them both out, eventually, for breaking her stuff. And I thought, right on! I was going to mention the Black Widow-Daredevil connection. In his comic, yes, they'd both be on the front cover out the opposite sides of daredevil and whatnot i tend to like more lighthearted stories i do love that comics as a medium and now comic book movies as a medium can tell serious stories while also having star-spangled costumes but at the end of the day there's so much pain and suffering in the world as is i like my fantasies to be a little a little more fun a little more lighthearted. I'm very excited actually marvel unlimited has just revealed that there is a comic about Captain Marvel, Black Widow, and the Winter Soldier's cats. So it is a comic about the three cats, and I can't wait to read it. So a cat person also? Uh, Yes, I love all animals. I love dogs. I love cats. I've had cats. Never had a dog, but I'm hoping to when I can find an apartment where I'm allowed to have pets. But yeah, no, I love animals. Uh, That's why I'm so excited about the work that my G.I. Joe club and I do for Canines for Warriors, which is a charity that trains service dogs for veterans. And we've worked with them for years. They're a fantastic charity. So it's worth checking out. So let's get into, uh, I'm going to say that I've known most Black Widow cosplay versions. And how many, and if you want to take us through the different versions that you've done. (laughs) How much time do we have? I know, right? I, I tend to be a completist with characters that I love. I have done this with Agent Carter. I've got multiple outfits for Agent Carter, including all of the outfits she wore in Captain America, the first Avenger, along with several custom dresses I had made from the Agent Carter television series. Same thing with Black Widow. As soon as I put on the suit, finally, in 2018, I said, I got to do this. So I have every single suit that was ever used for Natasha in the MCU. I have the Avengers 2012 kit. I've got Iron Man 2. I have Age of Ultron, which I really like the Age of Ultron suit. I know it wasn't the most popular film nor the most popular suit, but it lights up. You can't beat that. It lights up. (laughs) I have Civil War. I've got Infinity War. I have Endgame. I've got the white suit, the black and gray suit, and the black variant that she wore in Black Widow. So I've got the comic book version of the suit, which is like the old school black cat suit with the gold belt and the gold bikes. And I'm working on uh, several variants. I tried to imagine what it would be like if the Black Widow was the Winter Soldier instead of Bucky Barnes. So I have, I call her my Widow Soldier. Wow. My quote-unquote metal arm is black with a red hourglass instead of silver with a red star. And I wear that with my partner when he does his 
costume of when Bucky was Captain America in the comics. So there's some great pictures of us thrown down. <laughs> nice. Each other. I'm also putting together a uh, ballet version of Black Widow for a shoot I have planned with a photographer I love working with. I'm really excited about that. It's not going to be the typical ballet shoot. (laughs) And I'm working on the post-apocalyptic version of Black Widow from the animated What If series, and I'm putting together a Black Widow mermaid for the summer. Wow. (laughs) I should say, I've also got a ton of her casual looks from the film. I've got the stripy hooded jacket from the Winter Soldier. I've got the caramel colored belt staff from the end of Avengers 2012 when she's in Central Park. I have a couple of the dresses from Iron Man 2 when she was Natalie Rushman. When I can't get the screen accurate things, I make or get whatever is close. I don't believe that being screen accurate is at all necessary to cosplay. I think having fun is the best part, but it's kind of fun when you can find something that is something that was worn on screen and and really feel like you're stepping into the character. There was one you just reminded me of a recent posting. I think you did some kind of run and it looked like you had a sleeveless, I want to say it was a (laughs) bodysuit. Yes. I just did the Disney Princess Half Marathon, which was so much fun. And it was my first half marathon. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. I had the best time. And since Disney owns Marvel, I had to represent my girl. So I found what you saw in that picture is a Halloween costume dress from, I think, Ruby's. I found it on the internet, and it's kind of just a costume dress. So I wore that over my running leggings, and I put on a pair of bites from the same Halloween costume. So I had my widow's bites on my wrist, and I had arm warmers on. And uh, I felt really tough, quote-unquote, being Black Widow <laughs> in the race. And the, the people cheering, sometimes they would call out if they saw a princess, that was their favorite if they saw a Marvel character, because there was plenty of people running as Marvel characters. And I remember when DJ yelled out, Black Widow, I see you. <laughs> Probably we were about mile 11 or 12. And that just gave me such a running high. So it really helped. It is very, very cool to have yourself called out in your character and somebody recognizes who you are. And it doesn't hurt the fact that your name is Natasha. It really is. It is on my driver's license. <laughs> Yeah, my first name is Natasha. My middle name is Margaret. (laughs) So that definitely helps me feel close to my favorite characters as well. But it's funny when I'm wearing a different character than Black Widow and I'm with my friends. I remember one time I was in Agent Carter and I was sitting, uh, my friends had a booth with their cosplay club and I was sitting on the table while we were breaking down. (laughs) I was helping them break down and my friend yelled, Natasha, get your gams off the table. (laughs) And uh, we were laughing about it and somebody was watching us and he said to me, why did he call you Natasha? You know, you're Peggy Carter. I said, because it's my name. (laughs) There's a moment. Yeah, it was a a little awkward, but I thought it was funny. Oh, absolutely funny, yes. This show is brought to you by our Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash themarvelists. And on the $3 tier, you'll get access to episodes early and ad-free. The $5 tier gets you our two bonus shows. One, Fantastic Voyage, where we dissect and just talk about the 102 issues, one by one, although if it's a storyline more than one at a time, of Stan Lee and Jack Kirby's amazing, incredible, spectacular, invincible, and fantastic run of the Fantastic Four, the world's greatest comic magazine. And two, 
You haven't read that? A show dedicated to the comic books that I haven't read yet. Some Marvel, some DC, all fun. And on the $8 tier, pick a topic of your choosing, not a topping of your choice. Or perhaps you can be a guest on The Marvelists. Above all else, we thank you for your continued support. What now, expanding beyond the actual wardrobe, which I can't even fathom how big of a, or how many closets you need for this stuff. Five. <laughs> and I'm lucky to have an apartment in Brooklyn that even has one closet, let alone five. <laughs> that yeah. is really bad. Well, Organization is rough of the costume. Everything has to be labeled. Well, let's talk about accessories then. I am super proud of my batons, especially because I made them myself. A lot of my props are purchased. I don't make too many of my own costumes, although I just remembered the final Black Widow variant that I own that I did make myself, which is my Black Widow Anastasia mashup of Princess Anastasia's coronation gown. I made that, Mm. but I made it Black Widow. (laughs) That I made myself. I made the entire gown myself. I made the Kokoshnik. I made everything But a lot of the times my costumes and accessories are bought because I'm learning to sew and make props more and more as I go, but I definitely know my limits. So the bites that I have, my belts, uh, the buckles, those are all purchased. There are some great craftsmen and women on Etsy or eBay, or you can find people on Instagram that can create the most amazing things with 3D printers or resin. So I love to support small business and I will happily give my money to artists for these amazing props. But the batons, I made myself. I made them out of uh, PVC pipe, Mm -hmm. clear PVC pipe, craft foam, pins from like scrapbooking pins for the screws, which was really cool because I didn't have to use real screws. (laughs) I was able to use these decorative pins. And I think the end caps are the end cap for chair legs. But my favorite part is that they light up because I used fairy lights that I got on Amazon. I wrapped them. They're little EL lights. They're connected to a small battery pack and they're flexible wires. I wrapped them around a dowel. I put the dowel in the PVC pipe and then I pulled out the dowel. So I've wrapped the handles so that the battery packs are more or less concealed. And just with the flick of a switch, they light up. I love seeing people's reactions when I light them up or when I tell them that I made them. Everybody wants to hold them. Often, if a child asks to take a picture with me, I will often offer a baton so they can hold it. That's simply awesome. And the creativity that's in there, Bob's going to go into memorabilia now. I do enjoy my collections as well. I went into the Marvel store at Disney Springs because we were in Florida, and I was thrilled to see all the merchandise. And there was some beautiful jewelry (laughs) that I wish I had been able to buy, including a Black Widow necklace. But I uh, was talking to a clerk, and the clerk said, do you, you know, you look familiar. Do you cosplay sometimes? And I said, all the time. <laughs> and he said, I feel like I've seen you on Instagram. Or are you read in her ledger? And I said, yes, I am. And it turned out he's one of my Instagram followers who is incredibly supportive and always leaves the nicest comments. So we took a selfie and it was just really cool. <laughs> it's super cool. Are you kidding me? That's just really awesome. I have had people recognize me at cons for my Instagram, and that's not special to me. I'm sure every cosplayer has had people that follow their Instagram to recognize them at cons, but I've been very lucky that I've had people come up to me and tell me that they've enjoyed my content, that it brings them positivity, because that's really what I want. I want to have fun. I want to be positive, and I'm not 
glossing over that we all have hard days and we all struggle, but I definitely want to be, you know, shine as much of a light as I can. So it's really great for me when people will come up to me and tell me that they enjoy, you know, the content I create because I don't do this for money. I don't do this for any kind of clout. I do it for fun. So to know that it makes people smile and then to hear about that out of costume is awesome. Yeah, that's what it comes down to. I think for a lot of us that do cosplay, and I do from time to time myself, it's fun. It's a little bit of an escape. You're making somebody smile, laugh, giving something to talk about at work at the water cooler, and that's fine. I'm I'm fine with that personally as well, and not in it to, to monetize anything. So just to know that I'm entertaining people is, is enough for me. Is part of your accessories include using pistols of any kind? I do. It depends on the event, of course. All of my weapons are non-functional and con-safe. For location shoots or studio shoots, I will bring bigger pieces. I recently did a shoot with a Dragunov, an Airsoft Dragunov, which is about as tall as I am. And I do have two beautiful pairs of Glock 26s that were made by Clant and Combative, who create training weapons for paramilitary institutions. So again, these are all non-functional and safe, but I do love having the accurate Glock 26, which is what Black Widow carries in the MCU. It also is better for my smaller hand than a Glock 17. Uh, usually I'll bring the batons to conventions because those are definitely not going to be mistaken for a real weapon. Uh, if there are children at any kind of event, I never bring pistols or any kind of firearms to charity events. I don't think it's necessary to have that kind of thing around kids. Any other cosplay characters that you've either thought of, have done, or said, you know what, this is my character, I'm comfortable, I'm going to do as much as I can, get immersed in this, and that's that's fine. I do more characters. It's just I tend to really get immersed when I really, really love a character. But actually, one of my favorite characters is the Winter Soldier, and I definitely have done Bucky Barnes cosplays. I love Bucky, and I really identify with him in regard to getting over trauma. So I feel really close to him with that regard. I mean, he's easy on the eyes, too. (laughs) Um, And I've loved Bucky ever since the comics as well, because I don't think Black Widow needs a man to be her best self, but I do love that she is romantically involved with the Winter Soldier at points, because I just think they work so well together, and even as just a strike team, they are incredible. I definitely love the story behind the Winter Soldier, which is that Bucky Barnes was Ed Brubaker's favorite character, and was basically unceremoniously killed off screen (laughs) when Cap was unfrozen and joined the Avengers, and Ed was not happy. Cut two years later, Ed Brubaker, all grown up, working for Marvel, and brings back his favorite character, Bucky Barnes, to the point where he eventually becomes Captain America for a short time, and is now one of the most popular Marvel characters ever. I just think that is an amazing story. So I've definitely done some Bucky Barnes cosplays. I've done the Winter Soldier uh, look with the black jacket and the silver arm. I have an Infinity War jacket, but I have not yet completed that cosplay. I need a new set of trousers, and I definitely need to figure out the arm for the Infinity War Bucky. I do have a Summer Soldier in which I made a bikini top and board shorts (laughs) that look like (laughs) the arm. They're black on one side and on the left it's silver with the star. So I carried, I wore American flag star spangled water swimmies on my arms and I carried a red, white and blue fake popsicle 
and I wore sunglasses. <laughs> and Captain America flip flops, and I I walked around Flame Con in that once, and it was great. People laughed. I loved it. Are there any versions that would be your own of Black Widow that, you know, as long as you have a piece of it that somebody would recognize, oh, that's Black Widow, but she's dressed as or whatever, or she's not wearing very much. Is there any other areas you would go into or say, you know what? No, I stop here. For example, a ballerina or a ballet version of Black Widow, which you might not recognize except for the red Black Widow symbol on the belt in the center, but with the tool, kind of a cross up black widow ballerina thing but would you take it to a different aspect like boudoir for example oh yes Um, my ballet black widow actually the way i'm it's funny you bring that up because the way i want to kind of do an end run around possibly not being recognized is that i'm actually making the ballet costume out of an old black widow suit that i have retired so i will be cannibalizing that suit for the ballet dress to make it a little more recognizable I haven't done a proper boudoir Black Widow shoot yet, although it is definitely on my list. I really do want to do something like that because I think it would be good for my self-esteem and my confidence, but I will not lie. There are pictures. My boyfriend is a very skilled photographer. He's great. And um, we did a kind of a mini shoot of me in the screen accurate lingerie from Iron Man 2. You know that scene in Iron Man 2 where they do the billboard and she modeled in Tokyo? Kind of sounds familiar. Yeah, they make an allusion to, they've got a picture of before Tony and Pepper know that it's Black Widow, before they know it's Natasha Romanoff and not Natalie Rushman. You know, they hire her to be Tony's new assistant after Pepper quit. So the joke is she modeled in Tokyo and they've got some press photos of her modeling in lingerie. I have that lingerie And my boyfriend and I did a little mini shoot of me in that. And it was the first time I've ever done something that, you know, where I was that physically exposed. And I love the pictures. Uh, I think they turned out great. Everyone has been really nice for the ones I've posted on Instagram. Everybody's been super nice about it. And I'm excited to kind of come up with a different lingerie outfit for Black Widow and take that to a a more involved boudoir shoot. So, yes, I'm not against that at all. Because the closest thing I can think of with her going that direction, on screen at least, was her changing in the back seat, and you see a random leg go up with a stocking, and mean, <laughs> and Happy is driving or getting distracted by driving, and, you know, that scene. I'm a little glad that they didn't touch too much on, I mean, oversexing her in the films, even though that is a huge part of the Black Widow character and the very idea of Black Widow spiders is that they are you know, classically seen as this femme fatale symbol. But for Natasha specifically, it is almost weaponized. To her, it's a means to an end. And I kind of like that they tried to focus a little more on her skills in combat, her skills with espionage. But she's not a robot. So, you know, you got to have a little bit of fun with it. I think you do. It shows in the postings and quoting and naming that stuff. You're all in, as I knew from the beginning of this conversation. I go hard. (laughs) I am very extra. When I have something I love, I tend to go in 110%. You should see all my collectibles, actually. I had to get my modem fixed one Christmas Eve, and the Verizon text came into my apartment. They were trying to fix my Wi-Fi, and they were looking around at my Marvel collection, and they said, you have all these Marvel things and Marvel toys. And I said, yes. And they said, where are your kids? And I said, I don't have any kids. (laughs) And they said, well, where's your husband? And I said, 
I don't have any husbands. <laughs> They're mine. <laughs> it's an that outlet. makes me smile. Yes, absolutely. Now, a couple more things. We'll let you go. How does it feel? Because on your Instagram, I see almost 3,500 followers. I can't believe that's even a thing. I I appreciate each and every like, each and every comment. I try to answer each and every comment. I answer any DMs I'm sent unless they're rude. And I shut those down with what I like to think is wit and sparkle. But I really do appreciate anybody who is entertained by my little corner of Instagram. And I, I don't, can't even believe I have 100 followers, let alone 3,500. I'm not under the delusion that I'm at all famous or noteworthy, but I just want people to have fun with this. And if they smile at a picture or it makes them think that I've written a caption or a quote that I post makes them pick up a comic, that's awesome. I love it. What would you say, and this might be a thought question or it might be a knee-jerk reaction, you'll know the answer right away. Uh, and we kind of touched on, I think, a best cosplay experience, but what would be a maybe not so great or perhaps a worst one? Again, I don't think my story is at all unique. Actually, you know what? There is one, and it is a very unpleasant experience, but it has a happy ending. <laughs> we did a G.I. Joe photo shoot on the USS Yorktown a couple of years in a row, as I mentioned earlier. I decided to branch out and do a couple more G.I. Joe characters other than Scarlet. Like, I've done a gender-bent version of Duke, who I love. I've done CoverGirl, who is amazing. And uh, I did a character called Bombstrike, who is a little less well-known because she's a bit of a newer character. And there was this amazing photo of one of my friends was Beachhead, and he was collapsed on the battlefield. And I had my G.I. Joe walkie-talkie in my hand like I was radioing for a medevac. And I love this photo. At the time, I was overweight. So the picture is amazing. And I looked fine. But there was somebody who commented on the photo saying, and when I say overweight, I mean a doctor would have told me I was overweight, you know, like, quote, unquote, medically overweight. Mm -hmm. So because I, I don't think that anyone should feel uncomfortable with how they look. So somebody commented and said, wow, CoverGirl has really let herself go. <laughs> Naturally, I was upset. I was prepared to just let it go. A couple of people rose to my defense, and I loved the way they did it, in which they said, no, you're Joe. That is not cover girl. That is bomb strike, and you are rude, <laughs> which I love. <laughs> but Mr. Larry Hama, who I have had the pleasure of meeting on several occasions, and he is a wonderful man and Same. a wonderful creator, he actually commented on the picture to tell that commenter that they were rude and that he liked the photo and that he thought I looked good, which I really, really appreciated. I think the worst costume malfunction experience I've ever had has a happy ending because I made several new friends who I'm still close to because of this. But we were doing a Women of Marvel shoot at Hudson Yards, and I was still at the point where I was self-conscious enough about being in the Black Widow suit that I was corseting. So I had a waspy on underneath my suit, and I had just gotten to the point where I could tight lace it so that it was closed in the back. I did this by hooking the uh, laces over a doorknob and running away <laughs> till it was tight. I imagine that's not how they did it in Victorian times. But I was very proud of myself for lacing it up so tight. I am positive I had a comically pinched waist, but I was so thrilled that I just left the house. It was July and incredibly hot, and I had to take the subway all the way to Hudson Yards. So about halfway through the ride, I started feeling faint <laughs> and a little dizzy, 
And then I had to walk all the way to Hudson Yards from, I think it was the end, because I don't believe the 7 train was running that day. So I had to walk all the way to Hudson Yards, and I saw all of these amazing cosplayers gathered in the area where we were supposed to meet. And I saw Nebula and the Wasp and Valkyrie and the Scarlet Witch. And I stumbled right into the middle of them and said, help, (laughs) help me. (laughs) And they all looked at me and I said, it's my corset. I I need help loosening my corset. (laughs) And they sprang into action and they got me halfway out of the costume (laughs) so they could loosen the ties on my corset and I could breathe again. So I basically stumbled into the circle of a group of women, collapsed, <laughs> and they saw they saw me in my bra <laughs> within three minutes of meeting me. <laughs> but they saved my life. They gave me water. We continued with the shoot. The photos came out great, and I'm still very good friends with these girls. <laughs> Fast friends, a.k.a. Or by Natasha. <laughs> I'm really lucky they could have just left me out there in the sun to die. (laughs) But they didn't. And that's one of the things I love about this community is cosplayers helping each other, whether we're stitching people back into our costumes on on the floor with safety pins or or thread or Velcro to gluing each other's wigs down to making sure we're all fed and hydrated. I love the, the feeling of family. That's part of it. I've got friends that I've known for years, and the reason we met was because there was a big group Marvel picture, and I have a friend who I just, she looked like she was on the outskirts, she was in costume, I grabbed her hand, I said, come on in, and we're still friends. Excellent. You know, you want to include people, and I've had people do that to me, I've been hanging out on the outskirts and feeling shy, and I've had people call me in, bring me over, like, come on, get involved, this is fun. That's what I think we should all do. I think every day we should try to include people, make them feel welcome, and just have fun with this. Just about the last thing to go, Natasha, and we'll let you go. What shows, other than New York Comic Con and Garden State Comic Fest, have you frequented? You said you mentioned San Diego. Any other ones that you like in particular or want to get to? Yes, I go to New York Comic Con every single year. It's my favorite show because it was my first show, and it's my hometown con because I live in Brooklyn. But I've gotten lucky enough to go to San Diego Comic-Con a couple of times. I would love to go back. I love C2E2 in Chicago. That is a fantastic show. I can't recommend it enough. I go to Awesome Con every year. Awesome Con's been running for a while. I used to go on and off. Awesome Con is where I met my partner. (laughs) We met at a Marvel shoot. I was Black Widow. He was Hawkeye. So he is my Hawkeye and my Winter Soldier nowadays. So we go to Awesome Con every single year because he used to live in the D.C. area. I love Tatsucon. That's another great location. Really good for photo shoots. I like to go to cons where a lot of my friends go because sometimes conventions are the only time I see these friends because we're scattered all over the country. A Dragon Con is an incredible con. You'll go nuts trying to find every single friend there <laughs> because it's huge. But there's so many cool events at Dragon Con panels, galas, costume balls, kilt blowing. I mean, you name it. The parade. RetroCon is a great con that I love. That's in Oaks, Pennsylvania. And that's a two-day show for nostalgic cosplay and nostalgic toy collecting. It's really fun. I'd love to get to Holiday Missouri. I've never been to that one. I have to, for myself, include at the Mohegan Sun in Uncasville, Terrificon. Also, Big Apple Comic Con. Oh, I've never been to Big Apple Comic Con. I hear that's a really good show. I wanted to go this year, and it turned out I was away. And also... Oh, and I'd love to get to MAGFest, too. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy video games, and I hardly ever go to video game cons, and I 
haven't put together too many video game cosplays yet, so I'd really like to get to MAGFest one of these days. And looking forward to, again, Garden State Comic Fest. Garden State Comic Fest is always a good time. And the guys really do a great job there. And, and they do. They've been nice to us I here had a at the blast last time. I thank you so much for your time, Natasha Scarlett, on Instagram, red.in.her.ledger. Yes, that's right. Thank you. I enjoyed this very much. And I hope I've been entertaining and maybe a little informative. Thank you, Natasha. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on. Which means? It means you can either drive yourself home or I can have you collected. You're good. It's really not that complicated. I got red in my ledger. I'd like to wipe it out. <laughs>